Hey, Mountaineer fans, after a year of being stuck at home, you deserve all the latest WVU gear, gifts, and apparel to show your Mountaineer pride. Our friends at the Book Exchange are offering 25% off with our promo code BX4FINAL4. Let's cheer on all of our Mountaineer athletes in gold and blue and support local business too. Shop online at bookexchangewv.com or at their downtown Morgantown or Evansdale locations. That promo code again is BX4FINAL4. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Final Forecast with me, your host, Jay Flo. Super real estate agent, you need some property in West Virginia, please reach out to me or Dave or KJ or anybody at the Final Forecast. <laughs> Got my guy Kevin Jones with me. Yep. What's going on, Brody? Ain't not, man. Chilling. Can't call it. You? What's up Everything with the job, good? bro? What's up with the job, bro? We, we going on a vacation this summer or what, bro? I don't know, man. I think I'm uh, taking the J-Flow approach to say that I'm retired. No. Yeah, so, <laughs> I just yeah, figured that's yeah. it'll give people off my case if I just say I'm retired because I can't find a job right now. Hey, man. Got a spot for you down in Uruguay. Oh, uh, no, that's okay, man. I don't want to <laughs> interrupt you. <laughs> I want to interrupt what you got going on down there, so I appreciate it. Nah, it's not It's not me. It's not my thing, man. I'm just living life, man. Just enjoying it. You can come take this whole thing over if you want. Oh, nah, nah. That's okay, man. I appreciate the, the offer. Very sincere of you, but I'm I'm good. But nah, um, I actually, I don't even know if I could talk about it. Well, I could talk about it. Um, I had something lined up for Japan uh, team. Not, not my former team, but actually the rival of my former team. And Japan is like apparently very strict right now on letting people come into the border, especially from America, since they think we're all dirty. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I've been waiting for them. So technically I'm signed, but uh, the way my contract is set up is that if they can't get a work visa for me to get to uh, get another offer by another team. So that's kind of what I've been waiting for uh right now to see if they could get me in the country which is not looking good right now you kind of in limbo right now shit yeah yeah um it is not not so much well financially obviously you want to go make money but more for me just because you got enough money but i'm saying you want yeah i mean yeah exactly that's where the and just doing the same literally bro i've been doing the same workout since for eight months now (laughs) pretty much just two a day still and that that's the hardest part is staying focused and not getting lazy and not just being like well nothing's coming right now so i'm gonna just take this week off or this whatever off and just trying to stay disciplined that's the hardest part about everything you know how that is sometimes but you still practicing with the youngest yeah actually i practiced with them on friday before the uh before yesterday's game Uh, (laughs) we're gonna get to that (laughs) you didn't get them ready huh actually i did i think i got them too ready i think actually what i was doing is (laughs) exactly what happened (laughs) uh... (laughs) 
<laughs> who were who you on the scouting report? Um, the uh, Williams guy. Uh, what's I? I think he's like Texas Tech leading scorer. I can't remember his first name. Something last name Williams or whatever. But uh, for those yeah. for, for those who don't know, like if one of the older guys comes into practice and practices with the team, we're designated to be <laughs> one of the the players on the other team on the scout. We call it the scout team. So if say we were playing, I don't know, uh, Davidson, and mm-hmm. they have when they have Steph Curry, like. I would be Steph Curry, and they would have to guard me like I was Steph Curry. You know, what I, th- I think I think the matchups have to be realistic. <laughs> I think that you have I mean, to. I mean, we got the same jump shot, but you know, I'm shooting 46 percent from the from three right now. You didn't know that? Oh but. no, I didn't. I didn't know that, but I wouldn't. Oh, okay, I yeah, wouldn't well, deny that. Listen, you. But you said in college, this you're talking about uh, now. Uh, we're talking I, about I in college. Just, that was just an example. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got you. But nah, gotcha. everybody, you can go hashtag uh, JFlow shooting forty six percent from three. <laughs> we got to check those stats because I you said it and I believe you because you're my man. But yeah. you know, let's yeah, just, just uh, double check the facts. Whatever. Tag coach, coach Huggins in that form. <laughs> I appreciate it. Free J, put your free J Flow shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but uh, practice was good the night before. Like, all right. So I'm be honest with the with the viewing with the the public with the listeners. It with the listeners. So you know, it depends. Like practice sometimes can be bad the game before, and you can come out and have a great start to the yeah great start to the game and they definitely had a great start to the game but the way practice was going the day before obviously taz was out so that's a big that's a big key having your you know your leading scorer out but also it just kind of seemed like you know how it is man when when wins i mean when losses are like piled on it's just the atmosphere is just kind of negative you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of how it was. Everybody was sulking after every mistake. There was nobody. I mean, people were trying to encourage, but it was just a, the atmosphere just wasn't good. And I could just tell. And um, me, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying me as my job is like the older guys to see that and, you know, try to keep on encouraging everybody. They make a good, they make a good play or something like that. Tell them to keep their heads up and just kind of give them my knowledge. That's what I'm more, try to do to anything i don't go in there with the intention to obviously i want to work on my stuff because it's helping me as well to uh to stay ready for whenever i get a job but also my my thing is to just go in there and just try to give as much knowledge as i can and try to help them you know get out of this hole that they in right now what are you what are you telling them though like because gabe reached out to me and was like man well (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a whole other yeah 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 He reached out to me and was like, "Yeah, what's up? Like, I'm, what, what can we do? You know what I mean? Like, I was like, man, y'all just gotta do the little things, man. Just like box out, get rebounds, pl- play defense like y'all supposed to play defense. You know what I'm saying? It's just little mistakes that make them lose games. It costs them at the end of the game. That's what I think. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think also." This team has yet to have an identity. Like, I, what what can you say is our identity? Like, if you look at this team, what can you say that we're absolutely good at? I mean, our defense is is spotty. Some, sometimes we play great defense, sometimes not so great. Rebounding, I can't say we're a great rebounding team. Like, what what is our call? You know, every team has a calling card. Every team has an identity. I don't, I don't think our team has one this team right. this year. So I think that's the 
the hardest part to deal with is because you got to have something you can lean on when things get tough that, yo, we know if we nothing else is going right, we can do this right. And I don't think that this team has one, which is is tough. Yeah, we lost, what, that's seven in a row now? Bro, I don't even, is yeah, seven. I don't know if, is that a record for hugs? Like most losses in a row? Nah, wasn't it your year they all lost seven? No, it's not. Yo, it was saying. the year after you or the year before you. I, I mean, the year, it was one of your years. I don't know. You were there. It wasn't one of my years. My year, we made the uh, NCAA tournament, so. Oh, yeah, Ethan's here. I forgot. Damn. Ethan. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah. What is the- I, I looked up, actually. 2013 was was the uh, last So time. the year after me. Oh, yeah. I graduated 2012, so yeah. I like to put things on KJ. KJ <laughs> it all started with it KJ. All, it all started. That was Wani saying it? That was Wani's first year, because remember, Wani and Eric Murray was a red shirt when I was a senior. Mm. So that was their first year playing. Ooh, oh, that was the Eric Murray era. <laughs> Yeah. which lasted era. one year <laughs> wild era there but uh nah man i just yeah i just think they just need to fix the little things and i think uh sean is kind of mad at me right now mcneil yeah why so, what happened i said something so from the bella game you remember the bella game right yeah i just said clip like going around the internet where he got pushed in the back mm-hmm. for an offensive rebound obvious foul like yeah, dude with the mullet. He's six eleven. Sean, he did box him out. Yeah, you know what I mean. <clears throat> Obviously pushing the back. But my thing is like the fans were like saying, "Hey, this should have been a foul." They basically trying to just blame the refs on the loss. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, we got to look at ourselves first. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, we can't just look at the refs and be like, "Oh, they should have made this call." Like, what if? If I basically said if Sean would have just pushed, made sure he didn't get the rebound, basically. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You're a great rebounder. So I don't know your technique for rebounding. But me on the defensive end, I, I'm just trying to make sure my man doesn't get the rebound. So if I got to face guard him or whatever, chuck him, hit him or something, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if he pushes me in the back. Like, So basically I was saying like if Sean would have just boxed out, then – it would have forced the refs to make the make the call. So gotcha. this game, fast forward to this game, mm-hmm. first two players of the game, whatever. Sean boxed out like he actually did what I what I what you're imagined saying, yeah. him to be doing. You know what I'm saying? He actually mm-hmm. did it. So I tweeted, "Good good box out, Sean." With like the claps, <laughs> he texted <laughs> me after the game and was like, "Yo, is this sarcastic? Are you being sarcastic with this?" <laughs> Because you probably was. No, I wasn't. He it was oh, he you. really he really boxed out. Like yeah, I was cool. And I mean, it's, they just lost. He's frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how never, it is, bro. Yeah, With people piling never, on, like you know how it is, bro. Yeah, but they they should know me. Like out of all people, I would yeah. never talk shit about the players. But Gabe hit me and was like, "Yo, can you delete this tweet for me?" I was like, "Nah, I can't do that, bro." <laughs> Yo, you yo, you know how it is, bro. Any little thing will set you off, especially we're not gonna pretend like we're you know, the the atmosphere is the most uh yeah. 
productive or yeah it's not like the it's when you lose it's just oh man that shit is the worst feeling in the world and we you know we never been through a seven game losing streak we so we've been to like maybe two maybe lost two maybe three at the most in a row but you know how that is everybody's tense every little thing every little mistake is magnified so yeah. you know if, if there was if this was any other time sean probably wouldn't have took it no kind of way, you know what I mean? But and, and you also have to take into account, like, they're probably getting it from Coach Hugs like, crazy exactly. right now. So, I mean, after that Bella game, Hugs probably said the same exact thing I said mm-hmm. about Sean, <laughs> but in a different way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, so I ain't even, like, I can imagine, like, what, what the team is going through right now, you know what I'm saying? From yeah. the fans, from the coaches, from everybody, you know, so... They probably yeah. are looking at us to be in their corner, and I am. You know what I mean? But me too. Yeah. Sometimes I just give my my two cents, and and that's what's in as and also. You know, we would think that we would have the maturity that if somebody like one of our old old heads came up to us and would have been like, well, you know, what I mean, said something like that or that we would have been mature about it. But we probably wouldn't have been mature about it either if bro, somebody they said, did though, bro, like. They did. But, Hugs, so, used his, Hugs used to bring his guys in from Cincinnati. I don't know if you remember every, this or not, bro. But one of them came in. I forgot which one it was, bro. I want to say Fortson. It was one of. I don't know. I forgot which one it was. Was it Hicks? It might have been Eric Hicks. Nah, not him. But you uh, know, how he, he used to be on our ass too. Yeah, I remember but he worked of, out with. <laughs> he worked out with Dan Jennings during the summer. <laughs> Yo, that had to be the funny because you know how Dan Jennings is. So imagine yeah. those two dudes' personalities. Work. Yeah. <laughs> It was the funniest shit ever, but I swear. One of them one of them came to practice, bro, and I think I missed a box out and somebody like had a put back dunk. Mm. And dude was in the in the understands. He was like, Yeah, that was me. A hug. You know how hugs is. He's mm-hmm. like, You see that? You see that? And, he, and dude was like, Yeah, if that was me, I'll beat the hell out of whoever didn't box out. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's our practice, bro. Yo, yeah. And imagine how, and you know how annoying that was, though. Bro. Like, that's super annoying. They're always talking about, oh, Hugs always talking about his old guys and what they used to do and what we don't do and who's coming in and, yeah. And that's why, like, even when I practice with them, I try to... I don't know. I guess I would say tread lightly, even though I know I'm welcome. But I've been, you know, I've been around a bunch of times and Hugs is using me as an example to the other guys about, you know, not working hard or whatever like that. So I try to find a balance of giving them information and then also letting them rock and like letting them figure it out by themselves. Cause you take it easy on them. I do. I do. You don't, you don't cry. You're not the asshole that's, Cut just, back door. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'll crashing. I'll do it if I because they they'll be like, hey, you got to get them right. So I'll do it once in a while. But I'm not trying to. My goal is not to go in there and kill. It's more like to teach than anything. Like, yeah. I think that's more effective, especially what they got going on now. So Ethan, coming up, what's the what's your prediction for the rest of the season, man? Like, what's the schedule for the rest of the season? I mean, what's your prediction on our our record for the rest of the season should I say so they got nine games left in the regular season I think the magic number just for them being in a power conference like the big 12 magic number wins probably 18 they're at 13 now so they just need to win five games 
in those nine games or win a game in the conference tournament to make it to the tournament. Yeah, at least in the and, Dayton. And when you say make it into the tournament, are you talking about as a last four in kind of situation or are you talking about like like firmly in the tournament? I think 17, 18 wins get you in Dayton. 19 would get you into the field. Okay. Do we have any big wins? UConn at home, UAB on the road. Yeah. UAB's good. UAB's actually going to be looking like a really good win. Yeah. UConn, UAB. What about the Clemson win? Is that is that still holding up or no? That's uh, a quadrant two. I mean, it's good, but it's not really. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing about the Big Twelve, man. Is that you still have out of the nine games you got left, you probably still got what three, four more ranked teams. But that's the bad thing about it too is that you got three or four more ranked teams because that's potentially three or four more L's that you might take. So. The good and bad thing about being in the Big Twelve and how good the conference is. Yeah. I don't know. Luckily, luckily eight eight out of the next eight out of the next nine games are quadrant one games. So any win's gonna be a really good win. Just the hardest part is them winning. That's the issue. And Taz will be back. So did you did you see Taz? Um yeah. yeah. All right, so this so um I was thinking this in my head, and I don't know if you were. Did you watch the you watched the whole Baylor game, right, John? Yeah, yes. I was thinking, like, when Taz came out of the game, I was like, "Yo, he has to go back in the game." Like, yeah. I don't know what <laughs> I don't. I was like, "Bro, he." I know he's if he doesn't come back in the game, I know he's gonna hear it because, to, in my view, I thought he just got like poked in the eye or something. Right? And I'm like, "Yo, he's definitely coming back in the game." So when he went back to the locker room, I was like. If this was one of us, like we are, if anything, our teammates is like, nah, you get like you getting right. back in the game. You know what I mean? So when he didn't, I was like, man, that's kind of, I don't know. And then when I seen him and um, he explained to me what happened and like how he had a concussion and he's like, his jaw was swollen after the play and all that. And I'm like, okay, I can't, I, I could kind of see it. But in the moment, I'm like, yo, you got to go back in the game. Like you're, you're killing that's yeah. one of all that's first of all even if you're just a decoy at this point just you being on the court can help like the the morale of the team yeah i was going to tweet something but i'm glad i didn't now stay away that, from twitter bro now that they <laughs> now that i know that they got like their feelings get hurt you know what i'm saying like they can't take the criticism like we used to take the criticism <laughs> but i'm like man <clears throat> That's what I was going to tweet was that's basically what separates a Deshaun Butler and a and anybody nowadays or any of the greats, man. Like, it's, I was I basically said that though. Like, it's three minutes left in the game, bro. Three minutes, bro. Mm -hmm. But I don't know like the pain he was going through or none exactly. of that. You know, it didn't yeah. look that bad on TV, but mm -hmm. you never know. You know what I mean? So yeah, speedy recovery to him, man. Yeah, facts. Keep going. And but, and that's the thing about Taz. I think I think that if he really could have played, I don't want to put that on him. Like he just quit on the team, like or whatever, like that for whatever reason. Because I feel like if he if he felt like he could have played, then he he would have finished the he game. Yeah, he but it was just like something I noticed that I'm like, damn, like uh, I I want to I want to be empathetic of, of him, but at the same time, I'm like, yo, I'm coming back in the game. Like I don't care. Like what's right. going on? I'll figure it out after the game is over. But I'm definitely coming back in the game. So they, they kept citing uh, concussion protocols. So is there a thing where if they suspect a concussion, they have to take you out of the game? 
I don't think that. I mean, that's never been a thing. Maybe that might be something new, but I don't know. It's just, I would say it's on the player, bro. If 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 he was like, "Yo, I'm going back in this game," they not stopping. They yeah, not stopping not. him from coming back in the game. Yeah. So, so it, it must have been bad. Yeah, like we got that from hugs, though, right? Like just the toughness. Like we couldn't miss practice because of a sprained ankle. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we had to tape it up and and keep going. Just go get treatment. Whenever, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a lot different now. And Hugs used to say, like, all the time, <laughs> mm. they had to shock me back to life. <laughs> what do you say to uh, Ruoff? <laughs> Yo, like, I can't they, remember, bro. They would have had to cut my, <laughs> my arm off <laughs> for me not to want to play. <laughs> you get, like, you get the, like, gist of what he's trying to say, but it's like, come, come on, bro. Like, But in a way, it's kind of true, though, like, but now you kind of get it because it's more like Taz has a lot more basketball left to play you know what I'm saying like yeah you don't want to risk anything you gotta put everything in perspective now yeah facts and that's the thing too is that yeah that sounds good and then you go out there and you get hurt more than you were hurt before so it's like yeah we were kind of dumb in that sense like yeah we were run through a brick wall for coach huggins and and that's what we wanted to do because that's how much we wanted to win and we took you know you take on the personality of coach most of the time but at the same time that doesn't mean it was the best thing for you to do or the best thing for your future so you gotta take that into account too but you like at what point do you say all right i'm I'm representing this right now you know what i'm saying Mm because in in college you play for four years right so we represent the state like yeah we will run through a brick wall for the state for hugs for all of this you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. instead of saying oh i got this coming up next if you keep saying i i gotta get ready for the nba or i gotta get ready for this like when does it stop because most guys go overseas and you only sign a one-year contract so at the say you're killing in in the first part of the season or whatever, you average 20 or whatever, you just going to stop because you're getting ready for the next contract. You're just going to keep getting ready for the next contract, next contract. So, that like, how do you make that decision? Like, all right, this is – we going all out for this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I, It's hard, man. I, I mean, to each person has their own – has their own motivation for doing what they do or for playing the way they play. I just think with everything going on now, man, everything I feel like is incentivized for you, like not to play. I don't want to say not to play hard, but the way that we used to look at things and the way coach Huggins used to coach, I think everything is incentivized now for, cause it's like, if I don't like what you're saying, if I don't like the way like you're talking to me, I'm not just gonna sit there and do it. Now I have the option to go somewhere. And I don't have to sit out for a year or like everything, like nothing is making you fight through anything anymore. Like if I don't want to, if I don't want to go back in after a concussion, you're not gonna make me guilt trip me or whatever yeah. into going back in. Like there's no, there's nothing stopping you from doing that anymore. Yeah. This is different, different times, man. That I gotta get used to, and everybody else has to get used to. Yeah, sure. and it's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily a a bad thing, but at the same time, I think it's a level of toughness that's missing for sure when you when you have situations like that. So. Yeah. It is what it is, man. Something else that was jumping on Twitter, had mad mentions on this. Oscar Sheway, did you, did you read the news on this, Ethan? 
Oscar is ranked the number one college player by CB by CBS, I think it is. Number yeah. one college basketball player in the line right now. Mm. So, I'm sure, that makes everybody happy. Oh man, is that okay? So we're gonna keep it super real. Is that a is this a bad look on Coach Hugs the way Oscar's playing right now? Keeping it super real. Keep it even. We keeping real real. I don't think it's an indictment. On, I don't think it's an indictment on Coach Hugs. You know what I'm saying? Like that happened. That's what people are trying to say. Like you don't have to shit on one person to praise another person. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. Oscar went. He left. He made the right decision. I mean, clearly he made the right decision for him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, be happy for him. Be happy that he put on a WVU jersey, you know what I'm saying, at one point in time. Facts. I, I definitely agree with that. And then also, I but here's okay, so here's my question now. Do you think he would have did this, what he's doing now at Kentucky, do you think he would have been able to do that at uh, WVU? The numbers he's putting up, do you think he would have did this at WVU? Um, Yeah. Okay, I I I think so we, too. Eventually, because we miss more shots than <laughs> than Kentucky's players miss. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he would have made our team a lot better. Like, but we shot four for thirty two or something like that, Ethan, in the second yeah, half. Four of thirty two in the second half. Oh, so think about how many rebounds that's for 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 Oscar. That would have been. You know what I mean? Maybe average twenty. Twenty. I mean, Oscar Oscar almost gets half of West Virginia's rebounds as a team this year, based on average. That's that's yeah, stupid, bro. He would have he would have had more responsibility on his plate. Like he would have had to learn how to score a little bit. You know what I'm saying? With yeah. his back to the basket. But he could have did that here. And you know, Hugs love rebounders and all that stuff. I think Oscar's problem was he didn't like how he was being treated. While he was here, that's not saying hugs treated him bad. Yeah, that's saying that you're not going to be spoon fed. Yeah, and again, not everybody can play for hugs. Like, and I say that I don't want that to sound like bad in a bad way. I say that because hugs hugs is going to hold you accountable. Like, you're not just going to just breeze by and do whatever you want. He's going to hold you accountable. That's why I say, especially with the you know the kind of new generation now, you're not just going to do whatever you want to do. When I say uh, you and everybody can play for hugs, so yeah. that that's kind of more of a you know a credit to hugs is that he holds people to a certain standard that you're just not gonna do whatever you want to do. So I I think that um okay so now when we say best player in college, I can't I, I've seen I've seen I feel like more polished players. But just like overall numbers, you can't you can't argue with the overall sixteen and fifteen, like that's <laughs> ridiculous. It's, but it's a man amongst boys. That's man amongst boys. But from a from a talent perspective, like from strictly polished, like all around, I can't say he's the, the best player in the country. But he's definitely like top five, top ten at the at the least. Yeah, he's he's not. It's not a bad player, you know what I mean? Like, he's up there, but he's not. I don't think he's the number one player. Like, I've seen his other big men. Like you said, it's just more polished talent-wise, you know what I mean? But he, he's doing his thing, man. Yeah, shout and, out to Oscar, man. And I go to, like, just the t- back again to the times that we live in. Like, it's not just Coach Hugs. Like, when a kid leaves and is successful somewhere else or not successful somewhere else, like, that's just the times that we live in, man. Like. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and I, it happens all over the world. Like, you just might end up in a situation 
we it just doesn't work out with the coach. It's not the right system. It's not the right whatever. So mm. it's not an indictment on Coach Hubs. It's not nothing on, on Oscar, even though we all can agree we do not like the way that Oscar left the situation. Facts. That's the only thing he did. I mean, he didn't do anything else wrong besides that. Like he, you know, but hey, it worked out for, well, <laughs> I was going to at the <laughs> seven games before if you told me it worked out for both parties, I would have said, yeah, but <laughs> right, right right now is uh, it's tough sledding, but I think they'll get it back. They, what We got Iowa State next. I think that's a very winnable game. They lost by 20 to somebody, I think, yesterday. Who they lose to yesterday, Ethan? Uh, Texas. Texas. They lost to Texas by 20, so we got them at home. I think we could get that. That would be a great start. And, um, <clears throat> yeah. Do we need ties back? Oh, yeah, for sure. To win, we need ties back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they like almost the, I mean, when you they have to beat. They almost beat Texas Tech yesterday. They that was a winnable game. They should have won that game. Actually. Of course, but with Taz, do we? But do we win that game with Taz? No. And do that's we the difference. Taz <laughs> to win that game. That yes. Yes. Because <laughs> you know. see, we didn't win the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right. But also, we didn't win the game when we played them with him. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, bro. But shout out to the little bros, man. They they working hard. And uh, it's a rough patch. Hopefully, they could fight their way out of it. And uh, yeah, so. Oh, the Sean. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Hopefully, he'll join us for uh, the, when the TBT offer comes in the mail. Hopefully, he doesn't use Definitely. that against us. Definitely not. <laughs> he didn't even write me back, bro. Like I thought something. I was like, come on, bro. You know I wouldn't. He, he left you all red. On red. <laughs> I'll be yeah. back soon. Though. It's all good. I'm not tripping. Help spread the word about our podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend. Oh, I was I was gonna say I wanted to talk about something because I had this conversation the other day, just transitioning totally from something different, talking about like Tesla and how they're making uh, cars that drive themselves, where you could just I guess type in your location or whatever. And uh, it just take you there. You don't have to do nothing else. And my my thoughts was always like, okay, yeah, that's all cool and all, but how are you gonna account for other people's driving? Like if every if everything was automated, and like everybody's cars was the same, I'm like, all right, okay, I could feel more comfortable. But you still got to worry about other people driving. Like that's what I don't. That's why I'm like not on it like that. Yeah, I don't think I can fully trust it. I mean, you fully trust the. Are you talking about other, other people? I mean, <laughs> how many uh, how many accidents has it been? Like, there's a bunch of questions I have. We can get into this wormhole. Like, has there been a bunch of? I don't, I don't know if there's been a bunch of accidents, but the one, I mean, the one that stand out, Dave got it pulled up right now. Is like somebody was tri- uh charged with manslaughter because the autopilot like autopilot crash so it's like technically you didn't have anything to do with crash and then i think it killed two people and the person that's drive well technically driving in the car had nothing to do with it and the whatever the wiring went crazy and it did whatever right, so let's let's so, dig deeper into the one yeah. like we see videos of these dumbass people all the time like sitting in the back of the tesla was this dude behind the wheel like you know what i'm saying like because you're supposed to technically be behind the wheel of the car when you're driving 
So like, was it? This is a bunch of questions. Like, was he behind the wheel? Because I I can't see them charging this dude with a crime if he was actually behind I, the wheel. Of but again, car. what does being behind the wheel mean if you're not controlling the car anyway? Because you're, you're not alert, controlling. You're, you're seeing like what's going on. Like you're seeing if if someone runs out in the middle of the road, you can hit the brakes still. You know what I mean? Can you? That's but that's the question. I guess that's the question I have is that when you put it in this mode, are you completely are you completely carefree or are you still somewhere operating the, the car? That's you're supposed they say to be you're paying attention. To, yeah. Okay. It's still laws like you can't be on your phone. Like you're still technically driving the car. Like you're supposed well, to they're not stupid then. Then what's the point of <laughs> to me? I'm I'm sorry, that's stupid. If I pay for a car that's gonna get me there without me actually manually having a drive like uh, i mean i don't like, know i think that's stupid like like cruise control you go to charleston a lot yeah cruise control helps a lot like you don't have to have your foot on the gas the whole time you ain't got to worry about speeding tickets you ain't got to worry about not necessarily turning the car or nothing but you're just chilling like you could chill you could still be alert and chill right yeah but i think i mean the way it was i seen it as like you just totally forget like you could fucking sleep while while the car is on the road I, I could be wrong but that's the way that it that people were making it seem like it was just like the car take control of you you're not in control of anything so that's the fact people, okay go ahead that's what people do though like that's why they probably charge this guy with what did that uh say dave they, that's probably why they charge this guy though because he probably was like not driving i don't want to jump to conclusions or nothing but what but let's just say you're Let's just say you're a judge and somebody, this guy comes into the court and he's like, yo, man, I bought this car. Like, uh, technically, I wasn't driving the car. You know, it was supposed to be safe. And it was nothing that he did or he could have done to stop what happened. So how can you possibly charge him with manslaughter? Because he's still an operational vehicle. Like, he has to be in control. It's like pilots use autopilot, but they still have to control the vehicle on landing and takeoff. So, like, they're still in control of the vehicle, even though autopilot exists. No, but what I'm saying, but it said the it said it was a malfunction in the car, right? Yeah, that's messed so up. So there's a, that that's what I'm saying. If there's nothing you can do about, I get that. Um, if if I'm dry, if I'm flying a plane and I'm on autopilot and the plane's engines just go out for whatever reason, what can I do about? I can't do nothing about that after that point. Good point, Good point KJ. That's my that's what I'm trying to say. Is KJ one, Dave zero. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> like, what? There's nothing you can do, whether you're alert or not. It's like it has to. You're be out more, of control. It has to be more to that story. But my thing, like, I always just see videos of people just doing dumb stuff behind the wheel of a Tesla. Just yeah. like, would you do that? Like, would you wouldn't get in the passenger seat and just let your car just go? Like, it's capable of doing that. Like, yeah. But you would would you do that? Fuck no. I can't yeah. I'm not putting my I'm not putting my well, I can't say that, man, because we do stuff all the time putting our hands in the fate in the fate like our fate in the hands of a machine. But yeah. to to even, the point go ahead. Even a pilot, bro. That shit pisses yeah. me off. Like when we when we in the air and you see the pilot walk out the car, I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Show us back in there. That's the but worst the thing. For, though. Apparently they do it all the time though. Like I, it's a pilot that stays in my hotel when he comes in but he tells me all the time like he says it's the easiest job like you push a few buttons you take off push a few buttons 
and it, the plane does the rush. It, they basically just sit there, bro. That's so basically pilots are not me. necessary, is what you're saying. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna come to that point, bro. Like it's gonna get there eventually. There will be self flying planes eventually. <sighs> But there it's, will be someone always in behind there in, in case anything happens. Yeah. But I think their pay will we were talking about that. Like I think pilots will get paid less and their jobs will become obsolete eventually, like because it there will be self flying planes eventually. Bro, this is the start of iRobot, man. This is this is how this is how it all ends. This is when when we build machines that's that's smarter than us and shit just start taking over. I actually I, this think is how a, it starts, a, man. I think I, I read that a robot got pregnant or reproduce reproduced itself or something like that. What? That's so on everything. It's like one of those like nano robots, though, like a little joint, like it recreated itself. I ain't gonna. <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if you got like? <laughs> what if you somebody had like a robot like like sex doll or whatever? They got it pregnant, bro. That's on Rick and I'm, Morty, bro. You gotta watch Rick and Morty, bro. Rick and Morty predicted the pandemic. <laughs> Did they? Like, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a genius show, bro. You got to watch it, bro. I ain't going to lie. Wait, what do you do, though? Like, you can't, you like, you like, yo, I don't want this baby. <laughs> and the do? show, what happened? And the, the show, what, what happened in the show? Like, it was really like a sex robot, and Morty. Had a baby with it, like it had a baby. I forgot what they did, but it's a great show. You should go watch it, bro. I yeah. can't believe you ain't watching it yet. Nah, I'm not watching. I'm not watching with somebody has sex with a, <laughs> a toy robot. Sorry. Open up your mind, bro. I watch. I'm not watching that. But that's that's wild. It's just wild to see what we can do and like the technology we produce. And I think, man, I don't like to be conspiracy theorist, but I feel like it might ultimately be. The undoing of yeah. mankind, Ethan, outsmart man. ourselves. Ethan, if you had, a, if you could find a robot that has sex, would you do it? Hell no. <laughs> would I you? I don't know why. I think that's a lie. <laughs> Not with a robot. Seems like the type. <laughs> Ethan, look at this robot in Rick and Morty. You wouldn't have sex with that. No. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> Don't, don't let them trick you. Would you answer yes. the question, John? <laughs> if yeah, I could yeah. find a robot that looked exactly, and I could like model it to exactly like what I wanted, like, yeah, I would. Absolutely. But if it can re, <laughs> yeah, but if what if it can if it can reproduce, nah. Not, but if it not, can't, that, then okay, cool. I feel like the robot is the the reason it makes sex safer. Like you don't have to worry about STDs. You don't have to worry about getting anybody pregnant. You, you wouldn't be creeped about, out by about, it? An emotional attachment. You don't have to worry about a whole... Everything that you have to worry about with a, a human, I think a robot is the reason they, they take that away, right? Mm. So would you use it just for sex? Or would you, like, if obviously you're, you're married now, but if you were single, would you have a robot girlfriend? Even if I am... <laughs> is that cheating? <laughs> Yo, if let's I get, a, let's if get I into a, that. Let's get, if I had a sex robot in the basement in the closet, and I just instead of masturbating, I go get my sex robot. What's the problem? You would have to ask just that. That is a good question. I should call her. Be like, yo, if I'm all our new listeners from our Pat White interview that we <laughs> are talking about adult themes in this episode, <laughs> yo, that is is that though? Because technically, it's not a living thing. 
Or is it? Dave, do we have the ability to call someone? Or no. I can invite them in. I don't have a call-out number. No, we're not doing that. Huh. Interesting. Let's uh we should we should take a we should take a vote or we should take a poll or something that uh could be a great person to bounce this off too is no it's not because Ash doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) She doesn't care. She doesn't think that's she already knows she wouldn't think that was cheating. Yeah, Ash wouldn't think that was cheating. Yeah. But uh, that brings you to another point, this wormhole that we're in, the metaverse. What is that? I keep on hearing people talk. What is that? It's basically a, a virtual reality world okay right so you can go there and do things like you have your own life there like it's like grand theft auto right you play grand theft auto yeah so you can like have your character and it's just a big world that you just live in and you could do all this you could buy land like sims car yeah but you you got on like your virtual reality glasses oh okay so you're actually okay yeah like you could buy Virtual reality, like tickets to games and stuff, like they're setting that up. They're doing like concerts. Like it sounds cool, you know what I mean? So would but, you are you doing all this by yourself? Or are you with a like group of people? Like what's what's going on? Like it's a bunch of people in the metaverse. Ethan, maybe you could chime in. You got your glasses on. <laughs> so I know about the metaverse. I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I mean, no, I, I all don't. you know about is you don't oh, metaverse no. is such an old idea. It's just virtual reality. It's like it's nothing new and nobody wants it. Like think about how many times Kevin has to ask me for help to install Chrome. You think Kevin's going on the metaverse <laughs> and figuring life out? Like think about the people that use Facebook and how many th- how many times they get hacked and then they're going to be in the metaverse in a 3D world. Mm. What does I mean, that have to do with anything? <laughs> what, is, what was your point of saying that? Because like the metaverse is, oh, you got to get a headset, you got to plug it in, you got to know what you're doing in the ultimate reality. People can't even get their Facebook passwords secure. Like this is this is a thing that's going to take years and years and years and years. And people are already sick of it. Like Facebook is down. <laughs> their stuck is yeah. down because people think meta sucks shit. Dang. Yeah, I heard Facebook is is like dead or something. People like death to Facebook or something like that. I don't know what what that means, but why is that? Like, it's not because of the metaverse, though. Like, I don't think it's because of the metaverse. But I think the metaverse billion dollars. Oh, it lost two hundred thirty billion dollars, twenty six percent, based on like what it's spending on the metaverse that nobody really wants. Bro, it's it's gonna it's gonna pay off eventually. Like. This is a great idea in a way. Like, say if I want to go to a concert but don't want to go to a concert, if I can experience that from my living room, it's gonna work. It's gonna work out eventually. You know what I mean? And how many times have people been like, "Okay, I don't know how to use this, so I'm not gonna use it," and then the moment their friend gets it or somebody they know gets it, that they're like, "Oh, yo, this is cool. Like, I'm a, I'm gonna learn, even if I, even if I didn't like it or wasn't on it at first that I want to learn now. Like, it's just it, like anything. Everything is copycat. Hey, people Dave see other people like, doing it and having fun. Dave just sounds like one of those old people. He has a point. Like, old people will yeah. not understand the metaverse. Yeah. But the younger guy, the younger kids coming up nowadays absolutely will. Dave absolutely. probably got kicked out in the metaverse. Facts. <laughs> but <laughs> back to the topic, though. Like, if you have a girlfriend in the metaverse, is that cheating? It's a fake oh, reality. That's a real person, though. Like, that's a real person in the metaverse. 
it's a That's fake a reality. The metaverse is not real, though. It's not like, a real place. The whole point it's of the fake. metaverse is that it's supposed to be real. It's supposed to be real in a virtual way. Someone uh got gang raped in the metaverse. All right. What? I think. Yeah, I read about that. Oh, nah, I'm not going into this. It sounds crazy. Ethan, you, you heard get... about that? No, I didn't hear about that, John. You, <laughs> you, well, you could do what? Oh, I thought this was just like happy stuff. I didn't know that they was doing you. Can you get robbed and and all like there's looting and shit in the metaverse? Pull that too? up, uh, Dave. So this is real life. Like it sounds like is, anything not, can happen in the metaverse. Yeah, that's what it sounds not, like. It's not it's dangerous. Metaverse has a subscription wall. So basically, they people were getting groped in the metaverse, and now they're putting like a four foot safety bubble around people because people keep doing it. <laughs> What? Um, I'm trying to find a free article that isn't gonna tell me. Uh, see, see, that's the thing, man. You, you got, you got the metaverse. You are gonna have freaks and like all the people, all the regular people that's in there too. You are gonna have the weird people, the weirdos in there too. Yeah, that's fine. just gonna do shit like that. Like, you definitely have to figure that out for sure. You, you uh, might have to start running background checks for people who want to get. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For real, like that's not even a joke. Like for real. I don't know how you can get groped in a virtual reality world, though. Like, I don't understand how that happens. Is there a video of this or something? Like, I don't know how you can get. In the letter, Bellamere described entering a multiplayer mode where all characters were exactly the same, save for their voices. In between a wave of zombies and demons to shoot down, I was hanging out next to Big Bro 442, waiting for our next attack. Suddenly, Big Bro 442's disembodied helmet faced me dead on. His floating hand approached my body, and he started to virtually rub my chest. Stop, I cried. This goaded him on. And even when I turned away from him, he chased me around, making grabbing and pinching motions near my chest. Emboldened, he sho shoved his hand toward my virtual mm, and began rubbing. There I was being virtually groped in a snowy fortress with my brother-in-law and husband watching. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, What's I, the I point though? What What do you don't get do that. Out of, what do you get out of that though? Like, don't do that. I don't understand how that works though. Like, it would be annoying. Like if it was Grand Theft Auto, I'd just shoot him. But I don't understand how that can't you like gotta, fight back or something? Like, can't the yeah, that's person? What I'm saying. Like, you, you could do that, but you can't. You if could, you're able to get groped, I feel like you would be able to kill somebody in this game. Yeah, that's what exactly. I'm saying. Well, it seems maybe, like no maybe rules apply. Like, maybe it's like you don't have player versus player damage or something like that. But still, don't molest people in video games. <laughs> it's like people who teabag in Halo. Just don't do it. What are <laughs> you doing? Like. And, and like Maybe. this this woman has a great point i think people should keep in mind that sexual harassment has never had to be a physical thing says jesse fox an associate professor mm. at ohio state university who researches the social implications of virtual reality it can be mm. verbal and yes it can be virtual as well that's a fact that's a that's fact true. too man just just maybe, keep your hands maybe, to yourself your virtual hands need, to yourself maybe we need meta meta police <laughs> You think they would beat the hell out of black people too? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you just went on a whole different <laughs> That would be interesting. You just went on a whole different subject. I guess it depends on what you're because like the whole point of the metaverse is supposed to be like an extension of the real world, but you can have more fun in it. But like already you're seeing people get molested and just assaulted. Like you can't go on Xbox and not be called a slur 
even yeah. if you uh do well in a game someone will message you and say hey pussy that was great uh. and like <laughs> like you get abused instantly so like until there's like some actual safeguards or expectations like they have installed a four foot safety bubble automatically around your characters now on facebook's meta but like oof well aren't they supposed to be putting six feet away from each other since we are in covid still is there, is there a meta number? is there a meta variant in uh <laughs> it's so many questions that we need to we need to figure this out yeah but the cheating question is that's a good one the the whole point of this is that's, that fucking like we're probably gonna kill ourselves like as humans like <laughs> there's definitely gonna be a robot takeover sooner or later we're, hopefully we're, i don't see evolving it evolving too fast is that what you're saying I don't want to say too fast because I mean that's what we do as people or hopefully we're supposed to do is evolve but like it's just getting to the point where it's going to not be a need for people after all <laughs> after a certain time it's not going to be a need I mean, for anybody I mean that's what they're saying global warming was right we're just we're killing the earth basically Dave mm. is that right or am I tripping our uh, carbon dioxide problem is leading to more severe and drastic weather patterns that could future uh, change the uh, future of our world, and it already is in some places. Yeah, Sheesh. you know we're visitors on the Earth. You know what I mean? Like mother, it's Mother Earth. She's going to fix her problems, bro. She feels like it's a problem. It's going to get fixed mm. somehow. She's going to have an earthquake, some natural type of disaster to fix her problems, bro. So. Uh. She's gonna take care of herself. So but, are we unwanted? So you said we're visitors. That's that's interesting. Are we unwanted? I mean, not, are we unwanted visitors? Unwanted. Can the earth can the earth survive without without human life? Yeah, I'm saying we're just the earth will be will be better off without human life, bro. Yes, but okay. the earth so is the earth is its own living, breathing. I don't know. I don't even know the words, bro, but we need, so we need live, Joe Alexander on this. We need Joe Alexander on this that's show right, right now. Pat White. <laughs> this would be we have Pat both both. <laughs> but I I wanna know because I I was on Grand Theft Auto, I picked up a hooker and you had sex. Is that cheating? I don't get it, Dave. <laughs> or the character in the game. The character is Jay Flo. I'm telling Jess. <laughs> What was you tell her? What was you tell her, Dave? I just wanted. I'm curious. John picked up a. He's in Vice City. He's supposed to be in Uruguay. <laughs> He's out there seeking uh, paid sex workers. You know, this is unacceptable. That's hilarious. So if you so if you pay for it and it's their job, is that cheating? Nah, that's cheating. Yeah, I it's mean, just like any. It's like any profession. Like you pay for a service, and are you betraying an emotional trust? It's not emotional. It's physical. Right, but you have that emotional trust with someone that they won't think of other mm. people. Mm. Okay, this is all right. All right, cool. I'm glad we got on this topic right now. All right, so wormholes with the worm, final four. It, keep, it keeps it keeps on going. <laughs> so, do you think you can you think you can love somebody and and still cheat on them? Is that is that a thing? I do. Because you Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> yeah, John is, is John is going for meta hookers. 
I don't think I don't think like Jones. the old the older I get, bro, mm-hmm. the less I put the importance of sex. You know what I mean? Like yeah, sex is just sex, bro. Like it's not really that big of a deal to me. Like you want to get off for your one, you want to just have fun or whatever you want to do for your ten minutes, fifteen minutes, an hour, however long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this has nothing to do with the person you love. You know what I mean? To me, yeah. I yeah, it's it's kind of hard to I think differentiate the two because I mean you you could speak for yourself, but then about the other person, you know what I mean? Like that it might be happening, or you might be the person that is happening to, and the other person is cheating or whatever. So it's kind I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard to differentiate that, but that's why I'm like, is there a situation where you could say you truly love somebody and? And whatever, like something happens or it does it does context matter, like how it happened, like does it matter? Like that's I don't know. Yeah, I, I ask myself think, these like, I really honestly don't believe that man was made to be with one person. You know what I mean? There's so many mm-hmm. people in the world, it's like it's it's kinda crazy, but and it's kinda cra- even crazier coming from a married man, you know what I mean? But it's kind of like a social construct that everybody just came came along with you know what i'm saying the the concept yeah. of marriage I think. And, and and i also think because there's places where people like polygamy where you have more than one wife more than one, one girlfriend wife. and it's perfectly acceptable in that culture so who are who are who is one culture to say that another culture is not right for the way they do stuff yeah. But is that polygamy based in the patriarchy where men believe that they can have X amount of wives, but the women can't have X amount of husbands? And, based on the re- religion? I don't know, bro. I'm but just and I'm not saying this right or wrong, but I'm just like, these are qu- these are like questions in my mind that I think about because it's like with anything, I don't know, man. The, like you said, the older I get, there's a lot of gray area to a lot of different situations. Like yeah. there is not always black and white to to something and um that's why i just i don't know it's kind of it's kind of hard to say like who who are we to say as a people what's wrong and right to do exactly but when i was younger like i used to think like all right if my girlfriend cheated on me like or just cheated on me it's over like there's no coming back from Mm -hmm. that it's done like you know what i mean like but Mm -hmm. now it's like it's like you said, it's context behind it. Why did you cheat? What, mm-hmm. What's going on? Like, you know what I mean? Like what happened? Like it's more than that than, than just leaving. Like I can kind of look past that now just because I see life bigger than just sex. You know what I mean? Like it's not just about sex. Like, all right, you yeah. have your fun. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, so uh, I guess like Dave, Dave mentioned it you know you know there's some religions that say you know a man can do this but a woman can't do this whatever they can't have multiple or if they do they're looked at as a hoe so it's yeah. like do you think, think that's fair or I think that's, I think that's messed up like that's that's like we both played overseas bro i think that's an american thing too like when you go to europe or south america or any other place bro these women are out here having the times of their life bro like mm-hmm. some other places, like they they don't look at it as being a hoe. Like they just look at it as living life, enjoying life. You know what I mean? Like we, I think we're the only ones that put an emphasis on females or shaming females sexually for being sexually free. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's kind of messed up, bro. Like honestly, yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, but at the same time, no one wants a girl 
but wants to settle down with a girl that has done all that. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know, bro. It's just, it's kind of weird. I think it's a time limit on stuff. I think it's like if if you meet a if you meet a chick and she did stuff like let's just say you meet her five years after y'all graduated college and she was she was yeah she was liberated in college (laughs) let's just say that um but she's not now a totally different person totally different mindset but then somebody come up to you they look at you and they know the the liberated version of her and they're like yo this is what she used to do you're gonna look at her totally different now right or you're gonna still be like nah i'm only looking at her for what she is right now that's what joya said though joya said your your wholeness can be deleted so you believe that? I don't think it could be deleted. I think it could be overlooked. It can be like, it's it's not going away. You did what you did. Like there's some going to be somebody who knows you, who knows what you did. Like it's not, it can't be taken away. So flip side, Kev, we, we joke about like you putting it about a bit overseas. Like, do you think that uh, it's fair that, you know, men are cheered for their conquest, but here you're saying like, well, that girl was a hoe. Like, what's the difference? No, 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 that's what, that's why I didn't say her, I celebrated, but, um, <laughs> nah, but I, I do think the older I get, I think is, it's messed up because, you know, we do like as a, as, if you have a son, I'd be like, if my son came to me, I'd be like, oh, yo, you like, dad, I'm not a virgin anymore. I'm like, oh, yo, good shit. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like that would be my first, that'd be my first thing is kind of like I'd, proud, being kind of proud. I ain't gonna lie to you. See, like that's, that's the problem, bro. Right there. What you just said, like, that's the, the old me would have thought that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think as a, as men, growing up in america bro we put too much emphasis on manhood being being a man or manhood into sex just because you have sex with somebody you know what i'm saying that, that it shouldn't be related to being a man basically you know what i'm saying like we praise like oh we we have sex with this girl or oh yeah like we always talk about it like that's the topic of conversation that's the focal point of why everybody goes out that's the focal point of everything like and we put too much emphasis on that bro like and that's not what really that's not really what being a man is about you know what i mean i agree how many girls you can have sex with like i know i had teammates in college that used to have keep track of how many girls they had sex with. like it was kind of weird yeah i know i know teammates too that did that i know teammates that did that too <laughs> to, to end it but i i agree with what you're saying man like we gotta we gotta find a way to get out of this habit of the more girls you sleep with or the more people like that's what makes you cool or that's what makes you popular or a man or something we we definitely got to get out of because it's just like a it's a bad cycle and it and it it keeps on continuing throughout your life because now that's what you're gonna equate being uh successful to kinda in a way it's like yo if i don't do this i can't settle down because if i don't do this i'm not cool anymore i'm not a man i'm not whatever anymore so that's not, what we equate it to fo- yeah we're not focusing on treating girls the right way you know what i'm saying we're focusing yeah. on treating girls like sluts basically yeah they're just objects you're not it's not like oh i had sex with my girlfriend it's just how many girls can i have sex with <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get laid tonight and like damn you you did like that's basically guys keeping track of how many girls I have sex with? Basically, like a competition. Like, 
Facts. Not even thinking about what the what that's doing to the female. You know what I mean? Like, not even yeah. thinking like that could have put some trauma on her or whatever. You just using and say, all right, get the hell out of here. Even though yeah. she she was yeah. ready. <laughs> that's that's a but. fact. And we, but we also can't act like girls don't be doing they shit too. Like, and they, there, there's a lot of guys out here that has trauma from women too because they've done something, and now the guy is like, "Yo, I can't trust women anymore." So I'm gonna just do my, sh- I'm gonna just do my shit. I'm not caring about no other woman's feelings, and that's that's how we rocking. So there's that, there's that dynamic trauma. too. I definitely got some trauma for some girl. I mean, that's basically how it starts, bro. Like. <laughs> it's a bad, like it's a bad girl, cycle. Girl cheat on you in like high school, like you. That's what happened to me. I can speak for myself. Girl cheat on me in high school, and I'm for the rest of my life. I'm like, man, these bitches ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you. you know what I mean? And that's, that's not the reality of it. You know what I mean? But you just kind of see, like, damn, man, don't you get your hopes up? Like, you getting your heart broken is probably the worst feeling, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like that depression that you're in for like a month, and then after yeah. that. To not get your heart broken no more, like you put a, a ice box on it, like you just not letting nobody in, like facts. Yeah, so facts. We just yeah. gotta get out of that kind of. I don't know. So we all have. Tra- we all have trauma, man. We gotta. We gotta deal with our trauma. That's yeah. Metaverse and get yourself internet girlfriend. <laughs> Facts. Or just go down and get yourself a hooker from Vice City. That's that sounds like girlfriend or boyfriend causing you grief. <laughs> disconnect and walk away. Even further down the wormhole, though, wouldn't that make sex work? Like, wouldn't that make it more valuable? What? For like, what you mean? Instead of going out and guys going out and you know, some guys that they have like fake relationships, like they act like they're interested in a girl just to have sex with her. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, they can go like in Amsterdam, prostitution is legal. So you can just go to the get a prostitute for forty dollars and have sex to satisfy yourself that way instead of breaking this girl's heart. Instead of actually getting a girlfriend? Instead of going out, acting like you're interested in a girl, like you want something further, and then having sex with her and never speaking to her again. I think also, yeah, I I think that's true, but I think also a lot of times is that I feel like as guys, we we think we're ready when we're really not like we want to like we want to be ready for a relationship. Like we want everything that comes with a relationship besides the commitment, <laughs> like all the sex, all the, you know, what girls can do for us. You know, they can drive us around, whether it's driving us around, whether it's cooking for us, whether it's giving us their only attention. We want all that. But the commitment. That's the one thing. Like, I mean, what's the, what the I, how do you, what's, what's the commitment though? Like, just, I'm just, just like just the commitment not of not talking to nobody else. Mm. Mm. Does that mean you're not ready though to have a girl? Cause you're, I mean, because I'm, like, we, like we said though, like monogamy, I'm pretty sure that's the word, is a social yeah. construct, bro. That's, that's true too. That's so true. Just because you're, so what do you say about the, the animals that've been observed in nature having one partner for life, like penguins? I think that's the only animal. I think so Dolphin. too. Yeah. Pel- Pelicans, I think too. Negative. 
But again, there there is there is but again, animals there's animals in nature who don't have just one. There's more animals in nature who are polygamous, so to speak, than there are monogamous relationships. So it's like when when that and that's nature, like this is you know what I mean, this is supposed to be like most natural thing. So what what can we draw from that? <laughs> Kinda, I don't know, bro. It's it's crazy to think about, but yeah, yeah, you're right, John. Like you just, I don't know how can I say somebody's not ready if it is a social construct. Yeah. Dave pulled up a, a, a article that says a bunch of birds mate for life. So I don't agree. But dogs out here humping everybody. <laughs> I think I if you do find somebody. Say. You can be committed. I don't think it's impossible for you to commit to somebody for the rest of your life. It's not on the other person, though. Like, if if my wife cheated on me, that has nothing to do with me. That's on her. Like, that's how she feels. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it doesn't matter who you're with. Like, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. She's arguably one of the best-looking girls around here. You know what I mean? Like, it has nothing to do with Beyonce. That's on Jay-Z. Yeah. You know what it all comes down to in the end? Just talking to your partner and having an adult conversation. Yeah. Yeah. If Tristan Thompson talked to Chloe and was like, yo, I cannot like, yo, I love you to death, but I still need to, you know what I'm saying? To be out, yeah. To yeah, be outside. Like, I'm pretty sure Chloe would have understood that, like, all right. Yeah. Take your I, time. We could we could do this. I'm pretty I think she would have worked with him on that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's kinda I think it's like wanting to, I guess, have your cake and eat it too. Cause it's like, you want to, you want to be real, but at the same time, you know, what comes with being real is like this person that you, you know, you really do like or love will not agree with what you got to say or what, or like your demand or whatever to also be with other women. So we just try to and curve that's, that. That's, and that's why I think like your partner, a life partner. That's how you know if you got the right person, bro. They're not going to shame you for being vulnerable, bro. You know what I'm saying? They're going to appreciate that. Like if Jess came to me and was like, yo, would you rather, if if Jess came to me and said, hey, I cheated on you, I would appreciate her honesty. I'll be hurt, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as her life partner, I would appreciate the honesty instead of her going behind my back and just doing everything behind my back, not saying anything about it. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's where a life partner comes in, like, and I would have to respect that. I wouldn't leave her for that just off the strength that she was honest with me up front. She was vulnerable, and that's the thing about men in general going further down the wormhole. Like, we taught to be tough guys, don't show inner vulnerability, and girls are taught that men are supposed to be tough, strong, mm-hmm. not show inner, any vulnerability, and then when they do. It's like, oh, they suck. Like you're soft. I don't want a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, it's it's full circle, bro. So what about when you guys call the young players soft for not wanting to play with a concussion? We didn't. Nobody called but them I'm soft. Saying, like, but I'm just saying, like, in general, there's been conversations where we've had where like, oh, kids these days are too soft. They can't take criticism. So like, where's the that social media stuff? I mean, that's dealing with the sport though. Like, you're playing a sport. Kind of got to be tough playing that sport, no? I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you not have to be, have a certain level of toughness to play football? <laughs> if you want to be on good. The other hand, we're good on that. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I don't think that, I don't think that, 
Okay, so I think there gets to a point where that might be shaming in the in the way you again, everything's about context. Like if somebody breaks their leg on a court and is physically not capable of playing in the game, then <laughs> Yeah, like and we say get him out there or he's soft because he this dude's bone is sticking out his leg and he can't play no more. That's a different story than somebody getting uh getting something that I guess I guess it's all perspective because I deem like a concussion like you can still play three minutes. Or I would like to say you can still play three minutes with, with certain I guess, you know, Coach Huggins say it's a difference between being injured and being hurt. So I think if you're if you're hurt, you can play certain play through that but i see what dave's trying to do i understand that but yeah, i don't think it's the same bro like you could be tough and vulnerable at the same i think being vulnerable is a sign of toughness actually mm. like putting yourself out there to be yeah. vulnerable is is brave because brave is you fuck. can put on a you could you can act and put on a face yeah. and not let anybody in like but then that's not I think gay people are the strongest people on this planet, bro. Like that are openly gay. Yeah. That's tough to that's tough to like come out and say that and knowing that it's socially like not accepted. You know what I mean? Like people are gonna look at you differently. I think they're the toughest people on the planet, bro. For real. I agree. I everybody agree looks at them that. as soft and it's kind of weird, you know what I mean? <laughs> I agree with that. I do. I mean, I guess I think anybody, anybody that goes against the norm, anybody that goes against like the the masses' belief is tough. Because I like you, you know, you want people to be on your side. You want people to, uh, you know, agree with with your standpoint on things. And when that doesn't happen, I think that takes a certain level of toughness to stand on what you believe in and stand on who you are as a person. So I think anybody that fits that mold is. That's that's brave to me. Go out there every day and be Ethan. And that is just <laughs> takes so much courage. Yeah, that's not, that's not for the class. <laughs> you know how brave that is though? Yeah, let's not go further into the wormhole. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's honestly though, that's that's like conversation. The best freedom of life when you don't even care about what anyone else thinks about you. Like you just do whatever you want to do, bro. Like that's the best feeling in the world, bro. But do you okay? All right, I don't want to keep on going because we no, we'll go, go we for two go, hours. We can go, go five so minutes. Can we can we can we split this into like two episodes? I think we go in like a minute thirty. Uh, we, could, we could we could go five more minutes into. Okay, so here so here's my thing: Is anybody ever a hundred percent carefree? Like you don't care what anybody thinks. Your family, your like, is anybody ever that free? I don't think so. You cannot give a shit to most people, but there's somebody that you look to that you like, you care about enough to be like, yo, I care what that person thinks. I don't think anybody is just a hundred percent give no fucks about anybody what anybody has to say. It's probably not a hundred percent, but. I don't know. It's probably not always going to be. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you need your, you need the things that you keep close to you, and you know, not everyone needs to know everything about your life or or what you do or what you believe in. Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's it's ever like a hundred percent, but like, I think like 
the little things like I'm gonna wear this today. I don't care what anyone says. Well, I'm gonna wear it. Like day to day things. Yeah. That are in your normal life. Like this yeah. is what I'm gonna do. Like I really wore number sixty nine this year because I told myself this is gonna be a stress free year to remind myself that this is a stress free year. I don't. I'm not gonna stress out about basketball this year. I'm gonna have fun and just do me. I don't care what anyone thinks about what I do on this court this year. It could have been better ways to do that, but all right. But you know, we all got our. You got to have your way of doing that. What was y'all? What was y'all first reaction to wearing number sixty nine? I didn't you even. Really, you I really didn't even. That? I didn't even. No, I didn't even know that you. I thought that was a joke. I mean, that's exactly carefree, baby. There we we don't care. But that's it, it. Makes it more like you just do what when you actually are able to do exactly what you want to do instead of trying to live life trying to please other people and make other people happy then that's when you're truly free bro i think yeah i agree i agree man live your life man but i don't, I just don't like the whole the the extreme of it like people are like i give zero fucks i give no like that's the most annoying phrase ever because that's not true it's to an extent like you you give zero fucks as long as it doesn't affect anyone else you know what i'm saying like I give zero fucks about driving fast, but when you're in a fucking neighborhood going 100 miles per hour, that's fucked up. Yeah. You should give a fuck about that. You should care about that. You should care exactly. about other people's safety. You should care about wearing a mask if you're going to give them COVID. Yeah, facts. Yeah. But these are the people that are saying I don't... Get- I haven't met anyone on that level of not giving a fuck. Have you? There are, there, there are people out there, but... Have you met someone who... Have you, personally... I've no never fucks. met anyone. No. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> nah, I'm not. What he said? Nah. His name's Truck Bryant. <laughs> nah, Truck Truck cares, Truck, truck cares. Truck, truck cares. Truck, truck is actually an emotional person, bro. Yeah. Truck is. Yeah. Darius, Darius Nichols was supposed to be on the show today, but he told me, he said, everyone that played at WVU from 2004 to 2022 feels like they were teammates with Truck Bryant. Facts. That's a fact. Which is like, which is great that he that like he can impact people's lives like that. Yeah, like he's a he's everyone feels like they're close to truck, like they know truck. Like that's that's cool. That's dope to me. Yeah. He like, he's a person that like he he commands attention, like whatever room <laughs> he's in. It doesn't matter what room he's in, with who he's in, like you're gonna know who he is. Usually because he just bucks through the door and says, What's up? <laughs> His level, his level is up there though. He's probably one of the highest levels of not giving a fuck. He's probably one that yeah, I. He's, a, he, he's he's, he's on the there. higher spectrum. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spectrum. I, nah, I like it though because I I think my my level. I mean, I won't say necessarily just from him, but just growing as I get older, just stop caring so much about what people think or whatever to a certain extent if it's not if it's not like you said if it's not hurting them if it's not bothering anybody else why should i give a fuck about what somebody else thinks exactly the same reason why people hate truck is the same pe- reason why people love truck. love them. exactly you gotta be yourself be yourself exactly help spread the word about our podcast leave us a review and tell a friend but word. it will end, end the wormhole right now that was a good one, man. Yeah, I feel like we had a therapy session there. <laughs> but this has been another episode of Final Forecast with me, Jay Flo. 
Got my guy KJ with me. Yep. Ethan. Good. He said about a hundred words today. Yeah. Should have raised my hand more. I never said that. So. <laughs> you could speak whenever you want to speak. There's only me and KJ just doing all the work today, so that's cool. Like, <laughs> super producer Dave. Yeah, man. Um, we'll be glad to get Ash back. Yeah, can we? Uh, does you, you think she were mine? Okay, all right, all right. We'll just save it for one. All right, cool. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up.